Hi everyone, welcome to Beer and Bunts episode 7. My name's Chris. My name's James. Uh, and as per usual, we shall go straight into our tried and tested, which today is Red Stripe. Okay, so I think for a change, you should you should actually start off drinking the uh No, the you carry set. on. I'll carry on. Yeah. I mean, I'm an alcoholic, so I'll So I'll Red Stripe, I mean, a lot of people would have seen Red Stripe in supermarkets. It's been around for a long time. Um, I think it's quite an underrated beer, personally. For me, it always reminds me of when I was... Younger, going to um, this dodgy little rock nightclub in Dudley, where it was called JB's, and you'd even buy Red Stripe or Carlin in a can. I mean, there was no glasses; it wasn't that type of establishment. And you didn't go Carlin? What a surprise! No, I mean, you can tell what type of establishment it was because you have you just have to wade through puddles of piss to take a piss. It was really classy. Oh, sounds like every nightclub I've ever been to. If I'm being bluntly honest. But... Oh no, no, like swimming. Swimming. Yeah. The, the drains did not work there, but I don't know why it closed then. But yeah, so I'm surprised. What I thought you were going to say there is, it takes me back to when I was a younger lad and went to Jamaica, because of course it is a Jamaican lager. So uh, yeah, like, from Costa del yeah, Dudley to yeah. Jamaica. That's what I thought. I thought this is this whole other life I'd never heard about where you used to go to Jamaica, but apparently not. No. By the time Just, uh, I was 18, I think I've been abroad twice. Oh, that was it. And to be fair, uh, that was a big thing for uh, yeah. A boy from Dudley. A boy from Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so th- this is the thing. So this isn't actually uh, brewed in this uh, brewed in Jamaica. This is actually brewed in Edinburgh by Heineken UK. So it's not. This is why it's not one of the around the world we picked this. Yeah, because you wanted tested. to use it for around the world. Well, well yeah, I thought because like, it is a Jamaican lager. I was like, makes sense. But um, yeah, but considering it's brewed in Edinburgh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't reuse it for that. I mean, when they're independent, we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there isn't really much to say about it. This is the issue when you've got... Because, again... The one thing I would say is I think it's slightly different because it's probably what you associate more with kind of Caribbean food and stuff. There is a sweetness to it, which you don't tend to get in more traditional beers. I do put um, glucose syrup in it. Okay. So that's probably gives it. That's probably the reason why you do get that sweeter taste and probably the combination of the hops and everything mm. as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's quite a... Um, it's quite a light beer. In, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's not a heavy drinking beer. It is 4.7%, so there's still some Also, I think compared to a lot of, like, the standard lagers that, you know, you could go, if you try to compare it to, like, a San Miguel Stella, I'd say that, or Heineken or uh, Carling, there's, yeah. there's more flavour to it. It definitely uh, lasts a little bit longer, in my opinion, in terms of, like, the back of the yeah, it's, it's, and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't so. quite have that generic feel Yeah, yeah, it. it tastes different enough that you're, like, actually this... Not a special lager, if you like, but it just tastes a little bit better. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. um, I would say, straight off the bat, okay. I'm going to say, draft lager, it's better on draft than it is in a can. Yeah, I think I've had it, I have had it once on draft, but for the love of God, I cannot remember where it was. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I don't even know if it was with you or um, not. To be fair, there's a place called Turtle Bay, there, there's quite a few chains around the UK, and they do actually have this on you draft, know, I think, in all of their restaurants. I've been to Turtle Bay about six times. Not once have I ever got past the front door because it's always a bloody queue. Yeah, because like, it's it, it's a very good Caribbean restaurant. I don't plan ahead enough so. to you know book a table, so yeah. turn off. Yeah, and no, yeah. no, no chance in hell. That's it. They actually have quite a few random like Jamaican bottled beer and stuff, so it's quite a good one if uh, if you're if you're a fan of Jamaican beer. There you go, plug for Turtle Bay. Maybe we'll get a free restaurant uh, table at some point. Well, not at the minute. Oh yeah, oh, oh not at the minute. I think well, I think that's a good segue. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we do talk, to talk about sport. Um, so basically, everything's cancelled. Yeah, um, for the foreseeable, I think most of them are cancelled to like the sixth of April. But let's be honest, it's they're cancelled for the rest of the season, and they probably won't be. I'll, back. I'll be amazed if yeah. any sporting event happens before August. Yeah, globally. Yeah, if I'm honest. Um, 
that's for the Crown Apocalypse, as I keep on calling it. I don't know. It's it's this uh, like behind closed door thing, right? And that's thing. Yes. If they do get some of those, I imagine some sports will be coming back. It's just getting the infrastructure ready to, to kind of handle that. Because the thing is, there's a lot of money going into it, right? And so if they can play the games for some of the sports, they will want to. I personally so, think what they will do is play the games behind closed doors, yeah. but then start doing pay-per-view. So they still get the They still get the money. You think they'll go that I, way? I think that they will look yeah. into that. Going or trying to get like big... Like Sky or BT or one of those to just sign I, up to it so that it's kind of both. Tied behind that. I, yeah. Because the problem is they need the revenue because they're losing so much revenue from the tickets. Yeah. So if I think if they start playing it behind closed doors, it will be a case of you can watch any game you want, but you'll pay five, ten, fifteen pounds to watch it. Which at least then they get some of the revenue yeah. back. That's the only way I can see where. They can actually go. I, I mean, the good thing is as well, and I think what, one thing I was reading about, especially about football, is some of the local clubs that don't tend to go on TV much because of the way they're going to actually handle some of the behind the closed doors. Mm-hmm. Is some of those video equipment and kind of setups are going to be a lot more accessible to some of those smaller clubs. That actually, yeah. this might provide the smaller clubs the infrastructure to actually broadcast more of their games. Which, if you're a fan of kind of more of the local sport, actually could be a good thing long term. So, I think it's one of those where there are kind of positives to. You know what? Otherwise, it's a very negative experience for well, most people. So yeah, I'm, I'm. You know me. Sport is a massive part of my life. So I'm feeling very lost at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm basically combining it with playing a little bit of gaming and marble racing. Marble racing. I'm slowly this... getting into marble racing, which is getting quite concerning. Okay, well this is it, right? So. <laughs> I, I've seen a few of the videos you shared of Marble Racing, and honestly, you're on the edge of your seat because anybody can win at any point. Exactly. Right? I love the fact that it's literally completely random. It's yeah. Like... I think they must know based on routes and stuff which which one's going to win, right? There's probably wait. There's probably yeah. some way you could kind of edge it, but again, because of how long the tracks are, that there is. Is this on BT Sport now? Marble no, 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 not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. No, no. Genuinely, like, give it a couple of months. They'll I'm, be desperate I'm, for I'm it. I'm quite surprised, like. surprised that they'd actually. They are actually still broadcasting the Aussie rules football. Are they? Still at the moment. Yeah, like that's literally the only well, live well, That's it, because Aussie hasn't really gone into lockdown. Because I think because of how the country's structured, quite a lot of people are quite far apart anyway. Yeah. So there's already quite a lot of distance. So, And also for a lot of those games, I don't think they have massive crowds, if we're being honest. Compared oh, to Aussie rules. Ramda. Oh, is it Ramda as well? Aussie oh, then I'm surprised Aussie rules still is going, dead like. over here. But Oh, yeah, well, no, I'm guessing you're not. Yeah, no, but Australia is probably their top game. Okay, it, I, no, I was just—I suppose that big, big given thing. given this, they would allow those kind of big, big events. I, most I haven't watched them, so I'm not too sure if it's behind closed yeah. doors or not. That's what I was—that's what I was suspecting, to be fair. But but yeah, I mean, that's literally the only yeah. live sport at the moment uh, being broadcast. Oh wow! So you got Aussie rules football, which prob- it's between that and cricket, which are the two most popular sports in Australia. So the, you know, there's a big hype around it. So people are still paid to watch it, no matter what, anyway. But yeah, so that's. Our sports segment done, which will be uh, yeah. So some people will be very pleased to hear. I, th- I think to be fair, let's be honest, we're, we're probably not going to be able to talk about sport for a long time now. You know, um, um, the, the the way we kind of do it anyway is we I'm just kind of what we're watching. I'm hoping the baseball. That's not going to happen. It's so we we bought tickets to go and see the MLB series in London, yeah. which is on the this game we were going to is the 14th of June. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know that's not going to happen. We, it's a shame because actually this is our big highlight of the year that we were looking forward to. I think it's on the edge. I still, I'm still not. I'm be surprised it gets postponed. Yeah, I think for me as well. Like I, they posted an update. Um, I think uh, a couple of days ago on one of their social media accounts, and they were talking about it. And they said, as far as they're concerned at the moment, it's still going ahead because 
with the advice, they aren't cancelling those ve- like those things from June onwards yet. I think it's one of those yeah. where in a month or two they might. However, the MLB series was supposed to have started already. Uh, yeah, season was supposed to start already. They pushed it back to April. It's now already pushed back for a second time to May. So unfortunately, I even, think the timing. So because they might have other games that kind of tie into it. A I I think if it yeah. was July, there'd be more of a chance of it happening. I just think it's that a little bit too soon. The fact it's mid-June and we're only just starting this lockdown, I don't think that it's going to happen. So, yeah, well, on that... Bombshell, let's be honest. Yeah, to turn it into top gear really. on that bombshell. On that bombshell. Yeah. Oh, but... Please don't sue us. <laughs> we don't have anything oh, left. <laughs> don't have anything left. Literally just beer. No and food, just and, beer. And we've got the Stig, haven't we, somewhere. I think he's around here. <laughs> we keep him in a cupboard somewhere, but yeah. Uh, back in the day, during my uh, younger years, I actually had a Stig quilt cover. That's so. Uh... Okay, what you did in your spare time with the Stig in your bedroom is is between you and him, I think. Oh, right? great, because you just lie there. You had the and you had the yeah, Stig, had the, the stig the, on top of you. Yeah, the, no, the Stig outline, and then your head on the top. It would be great. Don't look at me like that, James. Yeah, I think the silence there said it all. <laughs> right, okay. You look way too happy about this. I loved it. Brilliant. I was mad on Top Gear. Still am, really. I think the current series is fantastic. Oh, actually, to be fair, I have watched current series of Top Gear because I think um, I'm Chris Evans I hated. Uh, Chris Evans, yeah, for me, right. I, I like Chris Evans in a certain scenario. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> that no, one was no, terrible. Uh, Matt LeBlanc, I thought, kept it together quite well. I, I think... I th- well, after, obviously, anybody knows the whole thing with Jeremy Clarkson, so we're not going to bother talking about that. Uh, after that all went down, Chris Evans took over with, with Matt LeBlanc um, and... That you could tell that they hated each other all yeah. the way through. It was so awkward. Then and you need good of... chemistry between the hosts, right? Yeah, so... exactly. Um, after that, then they changed it again when Chris Evans left and you had Matt LeBlanc, uh, Chris Harris and Rory Reid. Yep. And that one series I thought was really good. Um, nice balance of different personalities. You could do, you know, they, they had a lot more going on with it and I thought it worked really well. The third series from that, it went to basically Matt LeBlanc and Chris Harris because Rory Reid didn't want to put the same amount of effort into the production. Yeah, and you, and you could tell that. Really. Yeah, he yeah. basically wanted to turn up, show his face and go on, where the other two were very heavily involved with... One of the things, I don't think they were... They, I don't think really. they were just more enthusiastic about the cards, but the show in general, they both were massive fans of, so yes. they just wanted <clears> to keep <throat> it going in any form they could, really. Yeah. Um, but I have to admit, the, the newer series, what we got, um, it's well, Freddie Flintoff. It's uh, Freddie Flintoff, Paddy McGuinness and Chris Harris, yeah. which, I've got to be honest, for me, it's probably the best version of Top Gear they've ever had. Yeah. And I watched it from back in the old, um, you know, Quentin Wilson days and oh, you know, Tiff Nadell, I mean, like, proper, proper, proper yeah. where Jeremy Clarkson still had, like, you know, had no grey in his hair. That's how far back I'm And, like, talking. the afro and all that yeah. stuff he used to have, yeah. yeah. Like, for me, the whole current setup has got such a good balance because yeah. it's actually friends being friends. Well, that's Some you... people have complained saying it's a bit too boisterous but that's what lads do. Also, it feels less staged than I think yeah. what, what I think Jeremy Clarkson's Top Gear ended up being. Like the last couple of series of that just everything felt really forced and Even with a bit of the baked. Grand Tour you still have that feeling of I, I don't know I love the Grand Tour I think, yeah. I think it's a perfect balance for them to branch off kind of reinvent themselves give it a little bit of difference but I think it's a good show as a standalone yeah. show but again sometimes you can feel that scriptedness to it where top you can tell when they're doing the scripted stuff because they try and be sensible and then the other two just like 
play out in the background yeah. and make it so much more awkward and I think it's got yeah and you've still got Chris Harris there who has just the massive expertise yeah. if I'm honest it's, I think it's a fantastic it just works um, as a good balance of personality I think he's a really good so. reporter to be fair, because he's got having that background knowledge and just having that knowledge to fall back on at any given point where you don't actually need to prep if required yeah that's a really hard skill to have and there's very few people no matter which area you work in there's very few people that can have that level yeah. of knowledge just straight as a click of a finger so on, on the fact that the other two have got really good personalities as well I mean Flintoff's just mental it's yeah. absolute legend I think Flintoff's my favourite if I'm honest then Chris Harris Paddy McGuinness I think hit and miss sometimes so not, in my opinion I, I, I'm like, ne- I've got to be honest I've never been a big fan of Paddy McGuinness at all I've always thought he was over the top bit Larry I think he's amazing in hockey I think he's brilliant I love him. Pretty proud it's because him. he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, which I think that's most of them, if I'm honest, at different points. Like They just like screwing each other over. And I think what I love most about this is Chris Harris seems to have come out of his shell from some of the previous series yeah. in terms of actually feeling to get involved with some of the jokes and stuff. Like, And actually more of his other personalities come out, which I think is really good. Well, what, I think what works is the fact that they... Um... What's the word I was thinking of? Oh, silence, there isn't good for a podcast. Brain is melted. No, it's actually the... Although they do the boisterous stuff, they know that they will look actually, actually look after each other when things go wrong. Because how many yeah. times have the cars gone wrong and they end up in each other's cars and that? It's actually... It's like, you don't mess about with people you don't like. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so the, 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 kind of, the, the British lad mentality is... You only take the mick out of people you like. Yeah, yeah, no, you I know, agree. and yeah. that it's got that thing of yes, you take the mick out of each other, but you still have each other's back. On that note, you must really like me, then, Chris. I'm like. not confirming any rumors. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think what we should do is probably move on to the uh, to the next beer. So yeah, so the, the Peter Falk for this episode has been recommended to me many, many times by Alex in Warwickshire. Uh, never actually been bothered to do anything about it and actually try the beer but yeah so this is called Clockwork Tangerine now this is from Brewdog another one from Scotland um, really Scottish vibe today aren't we yeah like, I think really the, sure the other two won't be uh, on the same lines so. yeah well we know for a fact the other two aren't so <laughs> <laughs> yeah this has been recommended to me many many times this is actually uh, Alex and Warwickshire's one of the favourite beers I believe yeah um, I mean we're, we're, we're a fan of some of Brewdog's uh, well the thing is thing, so. with Brewdog we both like Brewdog, but, but we like different yeah, beers. Yeah, definitely. So you're very much more of a punk IPA man. I'm much more of a Elvis Juice man. Don't look at me like no, that. No, no, Elvis Juice, Elvis Juice is, 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 is it's terrible, in my opinion. Compared to all the other Brewdogs, it's terrible. So, I mean... So, I, I, this is the reason why I've never bought it. It's because it's a Citrus Session IPA. IPA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, a lot of Brewdog, like, they do do a few different... Um, Session IPAs. I think what the Dead Pony Clubs are session IPA as well, isn't it? I think. Uh, yes. I so. Uh, but yeah, so they do have kind of an IPA vibe on quite a few of them. But uh, so this one is infused with tangerine, a perfectly timed delivery of juicy citrus, mellow tropical fruits, followed by subtle hints of caramel and toast. Caramel and toast. So That's someone dropped a loaf of bread in as we're walking past. <laughs> uh, all wrapped up in a medium-bodied ale, a director's cut for the twenty-first century. Oh, oh, that bit of a nod to the clockwork orange. I mean, that is a bit of cheese. Yeah, it is a bit of cheese. <laughs> but I suppose that that's kind of the point, right? I think actually, you, you as Alex uh, recommended this, okay. I'll let you go first. Okay, so, so. obviously this is. To be fair, for an IPA, it's very clear 
I mean, there's a very slight haze to it, but I would say I would class that as more of an amber ale than a, a traditional IPA look. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. To be fair, yeah, it's not as dark. Well, you can as you would expect. As soon as you smell it, you, it, you, you do can get tell the orange. orange. That's the thing. I've already on that as well. So it is one of those where I'm already expecting citra hops in this, right? All oh, oh, that face says it all. Uh, oh. Is it tangy? Oh, that is tangy. That's I'm funny. not gonna. Lie. I think you'll love that. I probably will. I well, actually, I say this. I've actually tried this on draft. Um, at obviously won't be as good. Uh, yeah, on draft, yeah, exactly. Uh, at yeah. Brewdog Pub in uh, Birmingham. So it's basically the. Uh, whoa. It's still you're still tasting it. Yep, it's still tingling on my tongue from the. Uh, oh, the there's very much a bitter aftertaste on that. What's your? Uh, yeah, uh, that's really nice. <laughs> I knew you'd say yeah, that. That's really nice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It, definitely bitter. Bitter and tang is the yeah, thing. You the, get an immediate tang from the orange, uh, and I'm guessing the citra hops. It's got to be citra, right? It's citrus. Uh, if it's I've not, been to the hop list, to be fair. If it's not, I'm going to be so disappointed when it's a citrus. Well, just say tropical fruits right. and citrus. So the this thing normally yeah. when they get these type of flavors, though, it's a um, a mixture of a fruit concentration of slip, like syrup yeah. that they're pouring. Uh. Well, the thing is, I would say you get the immediate tang of the citrus, um, but then it just you know, you go to the bitterness and, and kind of the hoppiness. Well, you fair, smell, I smell the orange. I can't taste. If I'm honest, in terms of hoppiness and, and that, I don't think that's as bitter or as hoppy as something like the um, Brewdog Punk IPA, oh. um, which I would say actually has a much more long-lasting aftertaste. So actually, that is far more subtle, in my opinion, than the Brewdog, which I know you hate the Punk IPA. Um, I don't hate it I just don't like it yeah, oh okay but there's a, I, there's, think, there's, I think there's a distinct difference between disliking yeah, something and hating it I, I, Girl West, I, that Girl West um, IPA from Sierra Nevada <laughs> I hated that you yeah, hated that okay well that's it's in, but, it's I, not as bad as that Girl West I don't think it's as bad as Punk IPA either but it's not it's, it's definitely not on my uh, I'd have again list oh that's oh that's awful I really like that that's <laughs> thing I genuinely like I, you get a few seconds of that bitterness I, I kind of no, I, I time, get a lot me, of bitterness that goes quite quickly um, still and again it. that's because I'm used to well I drink a lot more IPAs than you so I'm used to that and so it doesn't seem as uh, we actually as drank an IPA uh, early on in the week which I actually genuinely enjoyed oh yeah, I'm oh. not going to say which one it is on we'll the save that episode for, we'll save that we'll save yeah, that for save a that gem one. for a later oh, one wow, but it was absolutely beautiful but it didn't have that harsh aftertaste so yeah for me oh doesn't look like an iPad, but my God, does it taste like one? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So I think as as sports are, are cancelled, right? We've got this thing, COVID nineteen. It's it's tragic. It's going to be here for months Is that the and months and months. Corona apocalypse. Yeah, I think that's what it's been called. Um, it definitely so for me. I think what we need to talk about is kind of what we're doing in in our self isolation ways. Clearly, uh, we're not okay, in self isolation. Tissues are in shortage, so be careful. Though, well, this thing, yeah, honestly, you you've got to think of solutions to that problem. I'm not going to lie, but um, in terms of kind of entertainment and things like that, so one thing I've been getting into. Animal Crossing. Okay, so if you're a gaming fan and you're stuck in inside, Sorry, are you four? Huh? Am I four? No. Animal Crossing is an amazing game for all ages. <laughs> Nintendo, if you're listening and want to sponsor, by all means, as Nintendo always, Nintendo don't sponsor we'll anybody. Yeah, they don't, and it would they be funny the... if they started with us. That's sure. would be hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think we're the demographic they're aiming for. But if we did get a sponsor from Nintendo, <laughs> I would class that as the biggest win of our lives. Yeah, it wouldn't get any better than that. Yeah, sorry to your. <laughs> Sorry to your child and wife there, Chris. Um, but yeah, Animal Crossing, I think it's one of those games, it, it's 
repetitive, but it is, it's a good uh, level. <laughs> Sorry, I can't take it seriously when you pull that face every time it you have a It is horrible, James. <laughs> I'd say stop drinking it, but then that I'll would be getting rid of it. Oh, fair enough. I'm just going to neck it and get it done, I think. Um, Sorry. So in my opinion, Animal Crossing is a, is a great game to play if you are self-isolated because, you know, you're stuck in on an isolated island by yourself and you, you can kind of just uh, so, so, um, make your, it your, your own. The way of you getting through isolation is by isolating like, yourself in a game as well. Yes, yes. Honestly, if, if people have played it, they'll understand. I've heard of the whole double negative thing, but that just seems weird, James. No, it works really well. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you how relaxing and... Um, like tranquil the whole game is and it's something that you can lose yourself completely on it in terms of like just time and stuff like that and it's like a good focus point honestly i don't even realize there is a crisis going on <laughs> i have no idea of it right so um i think gaming is a good way of getting through the crisis yes i do as well and then the other one i think entertainment so we, we talked about potentially some of the sports going to pay to view or something like that but yeah. you know the things we got uh, disney plus coming out in the uk i think uh, next that comes week out on tuesday so, yeah. is it tuesday yeah, yeah so 24. And that's thing. So there's a lot of good entertainment out there to watch. A lot of uh, good box sets uh, coming soon. So you know, I think that's that's the other kind of option, really. So. Well, I've currently got uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, Now TV, Cinema, uh, and I'm probably going to buy Disney Plus well, today this, or tomorrow. Yeah, this thing because you gonna get a ten pound saving, so you might as well. It's going to happen, right? Well, um, to be fair, I mean, if anybody's got kids and stuff, anyway. It's just one of the things. There's such a variety, at least for all ages. Well, some of the Marvel shows coming on it look really good. Yeah. So right. yeah, it's got things for adults, got things for kids. So actually, for fifty pound for twelve months, it's, I think it's probably worth a punt on that. Again, if, if, if Disney want to sponsor us, again, it's very unlikely at this point. But you know, <laughs> well, considering by the news, I don't. They've got yeah. any left to sponsor. <laughs> oh. so. the, the rumors they may be taken over by Apple. It's yeah, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah, oh. I mean, such is the uh, current state of the world. But enough on that. Um, please drink that abomination so I can get something else to get rid of that taste out of my mouth because it's awful. Do you want it? What, what? So, what are you doing in your in your isolation if you get time time off to spend? Well, anything? currently I'm running around after my 19 month old son, whose current uh, aim is to trash as much things as possible. Uh, and when he's having a nap, generally it's. Uh, Shoot stuff on Halo. <laughs> Shoot stuff. So still, still addicted to the Halo grind as always. Is that Warzone? I'm guessing. Halo Five Warzone. So, for anybody who doesn't know what Halo is, it was a it's a game that's um, on, exclusively on Xbox. It was the first big title from Microsoft that basically, essentially saved Xbox because before that it was. And it's really still suffering. saving Xbox. Yeah, it's still saving. If I'm being blunt, <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. So, um, it's just a first person shooter. It's one of the ones that Warzone I like because it's a bit of carnage for 15, 20 minutes, jump on, done. There's other games I really enjoy playing as well, Division 2, Destiny 2, all that type of thing. But the thing is with those type of games, you have to put... The more time you put into it, the better they get. Yeah. And of course, with me at the moment, with having such a young child, I just don't have that time to there, put There's in. definitely more commitment to it, right? I think it's also that they've got much more of a rich story to it as well, in yeah. terms of aspects. So it's one of those where you can't just... Like Division 2 especially, you can't just jump into play a mission and then just come off. Like, there's a lot more to it, and yeah. especially if you're far behind. So I think there's a whole New York expansion, which I don't, yeah. I'm guessing yeah. you haven't even touched No, yet, I haven't so. got to level um, 30, I don't think so. Oh, wow. But like, have got just haven't had a chance to play. Yeah, exactly. So. It's just one of those things. I, I would say, as you mentioned Warzone, um, the other... The other game at the moment if you are stuck for gaming ideas is uh, Call of Duty Warzone yeah, which is one. the yeah. new battle royale it's free to play for I think everybody on every console every platform including PC and that is actually really good so I would say for any battle royale but for anybody who doesn't know what a battle royale is essentially you have one map lots of people on and you just shoot each other till the last person standing 
So some people obviously oh yeah yeah of course and that thing so yeah I think it's 150 players all drop into one map Um, it's up to about 50 teams and it's essentially last man standing it's really good and if I'm honest the fact that it's free to play makes it very accessible to anybody with a console or with like anything they can play kind of game on so I think that's quite good that's quite a big thing about free to play gaming especially the battle royale kind of well yeah because you've got things like Fortnite as well and um, stuff yeah so, so Fortnite was the first free to play one. Then uh, Apex Legends. Um, Weirdly, Fortnite wasn't the first free to play. No, the first Royale. mainstream one. Yeah, I think say. it's just Sorry. they they have really good marketing Fortnite. I think, and that's the and the amount of money they make from microtransactions is insane. And I think Call of Duty realised that they keep putting out this fifty pound game every year. But the thing is, people buy the game but don't buy anything else. And yeah. when they're trying to push all these microtransactions, loot boxes, cosmetic items out for money, they realise if you've got a free-to-play game and then you offer that stuff, you're more likely to get increased revenue. Because people yeah. have this mentality of, oh, well, it was a free game, so I don't mind paying 20, 30 quid on cosmetics. So I think it's just one of those where it's it's smart marketing and the way... <laughs> I think it's the way humanity works in the sense of if they pay 30 quid for a game... They don't then want to pay more money for for nothing yeah, else, kind of mean. extra. Whereas if it's a free game, they're like, oh well, I didn't pay anything anyway, so I don't mind spending 40, 50 quid on the game, buying all these items that don't do anything. Um, and it's just the way that I think gaming is going towards. If I'm honest, free to play, but then trying to lock more stuff behind content. And yeah, but like, I think that's a bit sad as well because I actually quite like a genuine rich backstory as well. So yeah, I yeah. personally wouldn't, if I'm doing anything, I'll rather pay for a game. Yeah, but I think your your, your standard <clears throat> RPGs, uh, like role playing games that have kind of the rich story and kind of back yeah. background to it, will will continue. But I think when it comes to things like first person shooters, uh, which is like Halo and Call of yeah. Duty, they are far more likely to go free to play going forward because I think they'll get a far bigger player base. Because that's the thing: the more players you get onto the game, the more potential customers you've got True. to buy other stuff, and it's all about trying to make increased revenue, isn't it? So. As boring as that is, let's move on to the third beer. <laughs> yeah, so the, obviously the Copper Tangerine was the uh, Peter Falk. So the Around the World for this one um, is from Erdinger, which is a wheat beer. So I think what you've done here, Chris, is you hated the IPA. You, you didn't like the Clockwork Tangerine. You thought, what does James hate? He hates uh, a wheat beer. <laughs> oh, look, um, and you put it let's, on let's just him. backtrack a sec. I mean, from all the episodes <laughs> we've done so far, most of them have featured an IPA. So it's about time that you suffered. Would it be hilarious if this is the one wheat beer I like? And you know what? I'm going to stay strong throughout this. And I'm not going to like it to you. If I hate it, I'm just, I'm going to say I love it. It's going to be the best beer I've ever had. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll let you be the guinea pig then. So this is the uh, Weiss beer from Erdinger, which is German. I don't know whether it's in Germany it's actually brewed though. So I think what we should say, very light, very hazy. Yeah. Right. So it, it's a typical wheat beer. wheat beer. So yeah, it's more of a... Kind of a white colour to it. Um, if you, know you I mean? say so, I'd say it's a yellow with a mist, but I wouldn't say white personally. But there you go. Right. We've got different opinions there on colour. Okay. Okay. I think it depends where where you're looking. Yeah, at I was the, the, the direction background. I'm looking. I think. Yeah. Well, there is a white wall behind that. Probably helps. Yeah, probably does help because I'm looking at directly to the sunlight. And I'm thinking, what the hell was he saying white for? <laughs> so uh, we do we do question these things. So I'm just going to try it. Okay. So uh, yes. Uh, We've spoken previously of James's uh, disdain for a wheat beer. Uh, <laughs> this is where we need YouTube, James. For my reaction to the Clockwork Tangerine and your reaction to this. this is I love like that you said you were saying stronger. Even yeah, no, like I'm not seconds. even going to pretend like I like this, okay? Because it's not even <laughs> worth it, right? The thing for me that I hate, okay, 
there is no lingering taste afterwards at all. Okay. But it's the thing for me, it just hits you with the the, the, the way wheat beers hit you in terms of the flavour initially. For me, that's not a good flavour, right? It doesn't linger, but it, you just taste it and think, sing, and then there's nothing afterwards. And that's the thing. For me, it's just a very weird thing to like. God, I'm, I'll call it Yeah, the thing it's is, not, I would um, say, compared to a lot of wheat beers, it's not as strong in flavour. Yeah. So it's is quite, it, it's it's far more subtle, but... Is it Vizca or something like that? Vizca, the one that I really hate, yeah. yeah. That, that was... Um, that was a lot stronger in flavour. Also very pungent, because you could actually smell yeah. that and tell yeah. it was, whereas I think this has got more of a subtle you know thing I, where you wouldn't be able to really tell. In fact, I would class this as probably more of a traditional wheat beer. So, basically, it is an ale that's made with wheat, but there's not really anything else adding to the flavour of it. Well, you do like a wheat beer, Blue Moon. Yeah, yeah. Now, some wheat beers do have that thing where they're mixed with fruit. I was trying to get a different one, which yeah. actually did have a fruit. And, and, that, and the reason I like that, of course, is the citrus <clears> notes <throat> in it, which I think, for me, work quite well. And the thing with this, I think you get what is just a wheat beer taste to start with, but outside of that, there is very little else to it. Yeah. And, and, and that is not a taste that I think is particularly good, hence why I don't like it, but... It's not particularly complex. No. It's, no. One, of, uh, it's one of the things that you do get the initial flavour, but that initial flavour is all that carries through the beer. There's no additional tones where, you, like, sometimes you taste a bit different afterwards or a bit different at the start. It's, you taste the beer, you can taste the wheat in it. That's pretty much where the description stops. Yeah. You know, there's, there, there's definitely better wheat beers out there than this, but I, I don't think it's offensive. Um, it's definitely better than the Visca. Definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't mind that as much. I mean, I know you absolutely despised it, but... I mean, this thing, because the Visco will be on episode 14. Okay, right. If we can get it. We will, well, it's actually quite short supply. Don't say... Well, episode 14 will be delayed until we do get it, even if it takes us a year. <laughs> that That's the commitment I'm making. It will be on episode 14, because I would say, if I was to pick the beer that I hated the most, that would be on my, my top three list. Wow, okay? that's, it would a, that's be, a big shit. It would be that, that random ice cream sundae one Paul made us try, because we've got... It wouldn't be an episode without mentioning Paul. Yeah, of course. That ice cream sundae was... Paul, who never listens. Regularly oh, terrible. Oh, oh, he's got halfway through... Uh, an episode that's about it apparently these are too long you know yeah, what if it, anybody's listening to the end I'm surprised anyway so they obviously listen enough to realise it's too long well out of all the people that listen to the podcast there's been two people saying oh can you make it shorter no we don't do the podcast solely for you we do it for you know ourselves mainly and then anybody who actually has the patience to listen so ourselves <laughs> really uh, <laughs> well, I, mean, I do listen to it a lot. Awkward laugh there. Uh, well, production value, you have to listen to it, review it and move forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just what I tell myself when I'm listening to it for the third time on a different platform. Oh, wow. There you go. That says everything. You have to make sure that it works properly across all of them. So, And that's my boring job that I get. That's your boring Thank- job that you get, to be fair. Thanks, James. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. I'm not going to lie. I, I put minimal effort into this. I basically rock up, talk absolute rubbish for an hour and then just go home and forget about it whereas you carry on the commitment going forward um, I do of course listen to all the social media posts and I really you, appreciate uh, all the comments w- which media put. posts have you listened to them well I I, I, I like the fact that it's written listen, for listen listen yeah, oh you know on. this is the confusion is that right? like watching the podcast is it, I do say watching the podcast a lot and that is really bad in terms of English <laughs> there. but um, yeah no I uh, of course look at all of the Twitter Instagram and Facebook posts yeah is it- so 
correct that you didn't even follow us on Twitter until after the last episode when I reminded you of the fact you didn't follow us? Well, if I'm honest, I didn't want to associate myself with the podcast, but I did still, because it's not private, I did actually still look at the post. But, you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm a very important man, Chris. I, I can't be associating myself with these lonely podcasts. Um, you know, um, if I'm honest, I, I hate the sound of my own voice. And I'm I sure... Mean, I most, have to listen to you all the time. Exactly, so I'm, I'm sure most of the listeners hate the sound of my own voice. So for me, it's one of those where I try and avoid listening to it, but I do listen to every episode once just to, again, for the production thing of knowing what went, what went well, what went badly. Um, I think for me, that's where the feedback from the audience is so important. And to be fair, it's one of those where if you think there's anything we're doing badly or anything we're doing well, it's good to know. So that yeah, we can at least kind of feed it back into the podcast going forward. Because... Uh, the thing is, we are persistent people, and we will carry on even if nobody else well, is listening. So, which one did you commit to? Was it fifty-eight? You committed to? Was it fifty-eight? Oh, I mean, it was, we need a book of all the the random rubbish that said, I say. You said the I, random number, which made no sense. Why did you pick that number? It's like popped in my head. Popped in my head. It probably is something like fifty-eight. I was worried it was sixty-eight. If I'm honest, that's no. I think like, it was definitely less than sixty. Less say. than sixty. Okay, fifty. Well, you know what? Even if it was a different number, fifty-eight is what we're committing to right now, um, and fifty-eight will be our favourite beers. Ooh, something like to it. look forward to now we're going to commit because 14 is going to be a terrible episode for both of us <laughs> but uh, well, you know what 58 considering some of the beers we've already got lined up for 14 yeah yeah <laughs> so there we go um, I, I think there isn't much to say because like I say compared to other wheat beers this is very subtle and kind this, of understated I would I say this so. is generic yeah it's not offensive it's just something if you want to try a wheat beer it's probably not a bad starting point to go but I can't really say much more than that, if I'm completely honest. No, I can't either. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Erdinger has single-handedly just uh, squashed everything. There you go. So, <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things where this is where the issue we're going to have going forward, right, for the next couple of months, is where we don't have these kind of consistent sporting events to talk about. We might have the random odd gaming or entertainment movie, TV show that we might have watched. Um, so what we're going to have to do is talk about other people. And the thing is, I'm not going to mention any names. But I'm, I'm concerned about where this is going. My thing is, right, if people are listening to this and understand the inside jokes, and that's funny, but if I'm honest, it's just talk about the random rubbish. And one of the things I, I think we're going to talk about is food, right, okay? Okay. And so at work, Something, that, again, that's in a restricted Exactly, concept, yeah. restricted into this anyway. But um, there's a few weird things about food that I've heard at work that I just find really funny and if I'm honest it's okay. one of those that is so unbelievable I'm sure because this is completely unplanned you have no, no idea the, I didn't see this and you're going to enjoy this right okay. because there are a few here and I'm curious if you've got similar things like this so um, in terms of food combinations people at work were talking about some of the random things they have with different things right Okay. One of the ones that I was getting infuriated at, and uh, infuriated oh, okay. is is the right word. Somebody this could just be a Tuesday for you, though. You're yeah, well, exactly. Man. Somebody who had a roast dinner, okay, okay, didn't have any gravy. I mean, that's also that's a that's a massive okay. For me already. Okay, already. You've seen how much gravy I put on my uh, <laughs> yeah, roast. Already, dinner. you're getting annoyed. Then they cover in salad cream. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why would you do that to a roast dinner? You spend all that time on a roast dinner, and then you cover it in salad cream. And they were talking rather proud about this because they were like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? And I was just like... To be fair, with a boiled new potatoes or a jacket potato, I actually do enjoy salad cream. I think it's quite nice. I think it balances it off. That works okay, but that's just as a side thing, not... You don't mess with a roast dinner. Exactly, you don't mess with a roast dinner. That's the thing. You, There's a reason why carvers <laughs> exist, James. You know what I mean? You don't mess with a roast dinner. can I say, dinner. I've never been to a carvery... 
where they've had a salad cream. And I, I mentioned this to them and I said, you know, you, you know, what do you do when you go to like a Tobri Carvery, which is like a standard carvery over in the UK? And they said, well, I take my own salad cream. And I'm like, wait, you do this in public? I would be embarrassed to be in your family if you're there with a bottle of salad cream. I'm not going to lie, I would just own him, her. I'm assuming, I don't know why I'm assuming it's a woman. That's it. I apologise. But I'm trying not to specify the gender, so... Yeah, um, but I don't know, I don't know why. I apologise for offending people, but... You're weird. <laughs> there you go. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're a weird person. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. That I think that's genuinely offended me. I'm trying to think of the weirdest food-related stuff that I've ever heard. There's, there's, a, there's. I'll give it away. There's a woman at work, okay, um, who's scared of bread. Who's actually scared of bread? I went out with someone who was terrified of tomatoes. As in, How? they would actually literally run away if you got a tomato. No, no, same. If you get a sandwich out, they they, they can't handle it. They have to walk away. Tomatoes, though, because... That should have been a sign that it was not going to be a long-term relationship right there, like, but no, I personally... Got, yeah, I carry on. <laughs> but you're still married to us. <laughs> no, 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 no. You definitely wouldn't marry that one. <laughs> I mean, so is it just whole tomatoes, sliced tomatoes? All. So pizza... Uh, tomato base well the best part about it was if she annoyed me I genuinely used to just lob tomatoes at her wow <laughs> you're a cruel person the best part is she worked at pizza at <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're scared of tomatoes but works at pizza what that can't be true I'm sorry genuinely, but what that is, is ge- hand on heart <laughs> that is genuinely true some people you just cannot so tomato bases could she handle that like, oh, she, she, she always wanted a barbecue base no, but surely you're dealing with tomatoes for customers? No? Or maybe she got somebody else to do it. She's like, oh, it's another tomato base. I it can't make the me. pizza. She was crazy. Oh, wow. Well, she probably isn't listening, but if she is, you're a weird I person. We'll I sit doubt it very much. Um, <laughs> I'm not like the bread thing. We we all bought in loaves of bread the next day when we found out. So we're terrible people as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there you go. I'm just trying to think of some... Again, this... Oh. Okay, but there's not a weird thing, but my personal worst experience you can ever have with food okay. is when you're thinking oh there's a tray of uh, roast potatoes there mm. I'll just sneak one and it turns out to be a parsnip is that uh, terrible it's horrific as a fan of parsnips I'll I be alright with that if I'm honest like, absolutely despise parsnips I think they are the worst vegetable in the world I think there, are, there are only a few things I, I particularly like mushrooms right I hate the texture of mushrooms Okay, because I don't think they really tasted anything, so I avoid mushrooms. The mushrooms. I, I, well, yeah, exactly. But also, to be fair, I tend to just pick them out of things. Not that I really particularly care if I do accidentally eat one, but it just mentality-wise, if I pick it out, it just seems whatever I'm eating. <laughs> Genuinely, it is one of those weird things where I, I just don't like it. So tomatoes, I'm not a fan of tomatoes. I wouldn't run it from a room if there were tomatoes. To be fair, I wasn't a fan like, of tomatoes until I was in my thirties, um, when me and my wife got married. We went, like, I'd never eaten tomatoes before that point, really, because I just wasn't a massive fan. You have pizza and stuff, but it's always, you know... Cooked f- or something. Yeah, there's, it's always something with it. There's yeah. five tonnes of salt and everything. By the time you go, it doesn't taste like a tomato, does it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, we went uh, on honeymoon to Cyprus, and then when you had the big Greek salads, when you got the tomatoes with the feta and the olive oil, the oregano... It just kind of worked and added something to You realise it's actually just getting something in balance, which, I think that's the thing. When you actually don't like something, it's like, actually, have you tried it in numerous different styles to whether you actually find out whether yeah. you genuinely enjoy yeah. it or not um, like I'm not a massive fan of spinach but yeah if you get me a chicken breast that's been coated stuffed with spinach feta slow roasted absolutely stunning 
And actually, there's a segue onto chicken. Sorry, now you've said it. Beer chicken. When are we doing that? Because well, uh, I'm I'm currently doing a lot of construction on the house, James, as you're well aware. I, I can see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, I mean, obviously, the lockdown. If the impending lockdown will obviously slow things down, but beer chicken. I am planning on doing beer chicken this year. So, for so, those of you at, yeah, at home who don't know, the idea is you get like one of these massive barbecues that have kind of the burner and like uh, what do you? I suppose, it's, it's like high. It's like a high raised cover. Yeah, yeah. So then the idea is you, you put your chicken on if you've got a spit roast, and then you put beer in, and then no, no the spit roast. So basically, all things. you do is like, you get the you get a whole chicken. Uh, it's basically a, an Australian delicacy. So yeah, uh, you get things like thyme, uh, garlic, lemon. You basically ram it inside. Grab a sorry, a, the chicken. This yeah. is yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and then you grab a, uh, basically an open can of beer. Put that inside as well. Stand it up on the can of beer. Put it on the barbecue. Put the lid down, and then as the heat hits the beer can, it basically poaches and steams the chicken all the way through. Obviously, because you've got the herbs and the spices and everything inside it, that carries its way through the flesh. Yeah. And then basically, it's just really tender chicken. And it was an idea I got from John Tarode, um, who I absolutely adore as a chef. I think he's absolutely amazing. And ever since I've seen it, I wanted a specific barbecue <laughs> for, for solely for this reason. Um, but well, I actually had one bought for me not last year, the year before. I remember um, this. And then he got basically when we opened it up, it was completely broken. And it was that time of year because my birthday's in August. Uh, all the other replacement ones had gone, so we had to take it back for a refund, and we haven't came it back since. So that is the plan. We will review that obviously when we do it. When we do it, I mean, it might be Christmas of the way we're going, but I'm still going to do it. Honestly, I'd, I'd still, I'd still do it at Christmas. That'd be amazing. Fact, once I've got my deck and my set barbecue area set up. I wouldn't be cooking out there if it's snowing. I don't care. It'll be good. It'll be good. So that'll be the thing. I suppose, so if anybody who is a fan of beer chicken or has tried it has got any suggestions of good beer to put inside the beer chicken kind of thing, Ooh. then that'll be a good one. So, not uh, an IPA, obviously. Yeah, be, yeah, definitely not a wheat beer. <laughs> not Visk. Uh, yeah, Visk. Sure. Okay, so. so that was the Erdinger, which is around the world. Um, now, for the wild card, we have an exclusive, James. Exclusive. Here we go. So this is... Uh, a beer called Slippery When Wet. Um, I was told the full backstory of it, but I was a bit drunk at the time, so I can't remember. Uh, so this is basically from a new brewery that's just started in the south of Birmingham. Yeah. Um, called Three Taps Brewery. So some of this beer has actually already been sampled by Jav, who looks after the Shaking Hand in Shirley. Okay. Shaking Hand, yeah. So, yeah, obviously all these pubs are going through a bit of a tough time, but cracking place if you're ever in the area. Uh, yeah, so this is the first ever batch they made. So it's a West Coast pale ale. Have you tried this yet? I have you haven't. You, you... I was given one bottle and I've saved it solely for this Oh, purpose. this is good. This is good. So I knew you'd be uh, devastated if you missed out on it. I would I would have been devastated, yeah. So Because you, is... you met one of the brewers of it. Yeah, yeah, I actually met two. You met two of them? Yeah, I met okay, up with two. Um, that's where I got told the backstory about I say I was drinking a lot, so... And I hadn't really eaten. Yeah. Basically, imagine the most poignant story possible. <laughs> I think that's I think probably one, what it was. The thing is, I think it was actually quite heartfelt as well, so I'm like, bit of a oh. time to forget it. <laughs> oh, wow. Um. Now, the reason why I've left that much in the bottle, James, because I did promise your dad that we will uh, <laughs> take some back for him to try. That's a shame, really. Well, we're going to see how well this is, because if it's really good... He might get lost. He might get lost. If it's really bad, he might have quite a lot left, but... 
we'll see. I, I doubt it will be bad, to be fair. Okay, so this West Coast Pale Ale, uh, it is very hazy. I would class that as an unfiltered beer. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'd agree with you on that. That is very hazy. I'd say that's hazier than the wheat. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so unfiltered, essentially, there's no difference in really in flavour, whether it's filtered or no. unfiltered, solely for a aesthetic look. Um, but the advantage is, if it's unfiltered, that means it's fully vegan. Yeah. Because it's only the rennet that they put into... The, no, not rennet, sorry, the finings that they put into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Generally, they're made from uh, fish. So that's the reason why a lot of mainstream beers can't be classed as vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. So yeah, if it's unfiltered... Yes, it may look hazy. It's not going to make you other anything. It's solely for the fact of, you know, it's good for everybody. So, James, would okay. you like to do the honours? It's going to be interesting. I say slippery when wet. I'm so, just thinking, okay, what, what do you think of the aroma first? Okay, because that, let's, let's just discuss that. Okay. We'll uh, a little it. bit fruity. Not yeah, massively. I'd say a touch. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, it's like with a pale ale, generally something I quite enjoy. West Coast. Not something I particularly enjoy. So this could go one or two ways for me. Now he's gone for a good swig around Ooh. the mouth. Ooh. That that wasn't a mm. that was a wasn't a recoil, that was a curious Curiosi- Yeah, curiosity. Um I think it's the aftertaste that is curious. And I I'm not okay. sure okay. it's one of those for me where it hits you quite well, but I, I don't know, the aftertaste is is tangy. I'm trying to think if it's a good tang or a bad tang. It's it's a weird thing, right? This is the it, thing. It is, yeah, it is a bitter, but it's bitter taste, in a different. way. But it's way. not as bitter as the Clockwork Tangerine. I would say. I'd say it's a lot tangier though than the Clockwork Tangerine. No, I opinion. think I don't think it's as tangy. In terms of the bitter aftertaste, yeah. I, no, j- that j- lingers for me a lot more than that. No, for me, the, the Clockwork the Clockwork Tangerine was far. Um, Far more bitter than that for me. But again, this could be the fact that it is an unfiltered beer could add to that bitterness as well sometimes. Yeah. This is where the West Coast kind of aspect comes in because there is, there is quite a lot of bitterness to West Coast beers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say it's one of those where you definitely get that kind of fruity hit to start with. It's really uh, good in the body, actually. You, you, do, you do smell more of the... Uh, yeah, I think for me it's it's, the, it's the aftertaste that is is making me hesitate a little bit, and it's not necessarily a bad aftertaste. It's just one that I wasn't expecting. I think that's the thing, and I think to be fair, the more I drink of it, probably the more used of I will be to it. Yeah, it, but it's it's not a it's there's much more complexity. Basically, it's the exact opposite to what the Erdinger was. There's a lot more complexity yeah, yeah, in the yeah. body and the flavors. Uh, also, with the balance as well. Um, I I'm quite enjoying that. No, it's not. A, I say as a um, breakdown of what the actual type of beer is. That's definitely not something that I would go to normally, as you're well aware. Yeah. But that, that, I would actually drink that. It's not one something you could. Um, I could do all day. I don't think. I think. Like, I, I think yeah. Like it, one or two pints. Yeah, I think that, that that's for me. It's it's one of those you you have a pint of to try it, a bit of variety because actually the flavour of it is really good, right? So I think it's definitely one of those where I would definitely uh, go for it. Um, I think I'm more, more curious because it is a new brewery kind of what are the beers they've got out of it the other thing this is a first batch as well yes. which should be noted because that is one of the things right so um, I don't well, know I think the same with everything is it, there's always a trial and error yeah yeah. Um, some things they'll like some things they won't um, I believe <laughs> this was so uh, early on that the label was actually printed and stuck on for the bottle on the same day that I collected it I believe oh wow that, that, that's, that's so early a review that we've got 
I think the other thing we've got is, of course, we, we just had the Erdinger beforehand, which, in my opinion, although like had a wheat taste to it, was quite bland in comparison. So therefore, mm. some of the flavours might seem a lot more powerful than yeah. maybe if you just started on this kind of thing compared to yeah, I in think, comparison um, to some of the others as well. I think well. if you'd have gone the Clockwork like, Tangerine to this... I think you'd probably think it was a lot lighter than what yeah. you're saying yeah. now. And that's but what I'm I think thinking. I think that has made that bit of a... Because that's like I've always said, isn't it? That that balance of your taste buds, a lot of it does depend on what you've eaten or what you've had previously because it changes the whole complexity of your, your flavours. Honestly, so. I will say, and this is the thing that I thought about, actually, because the more you drink of it, the better it actually does become. I, I'm actually I really good. So, yeah, I think that's, that's actually a good beer. I'm, I'm curious. So... Uh, Three Sats Brewery. There you go. Keep an eye out for that, I think. Definitely. Well, apparently we so. do have a second beer ready and waiting for us as well. Oh, there so. we go. I mean, this is where <laughs> I'm hoping one day we get to go brew our own beer there and name it. No pressure, guys. I mean, just saying. But that, that might be uh, might be in the, the works. Who knows? Uh, well, I'm actually a big fan of that. I think that's really good. I I think it's one your dad would really enjoy as well. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely will like it. Um, it's the kind of beer that I think he would normally go for if I'm honest so um, I mean also the name Slippery When Wet why not <laughs> bit of Bon Jovi you can't beat it really can you oh. did you not even understand that reference no <laughs> no idea what you're talking about no idea what you're talking about so oh, you can tell James is a child a child you're just a really old man oh, I feel like an old man at oh, the minute good good <laughs> there we go I mean I will say, this is probably the first episode we've gone through where I haven't actually said what I've thought of the beers in comparison until the end. So I've tried to do really well here. Um, The thing for me, okay, if if I go through them, Red Stripe is very standard, but there isn't much to it. Right. It's a more more complex lager compared to other lagers, don't get me wrong. But if, you know, just from these four sample sizes, Erdinger then has a bit more complexity, but it's a wheat beer, but I would actually put Erdinger above the Red Stripe which you probably wouldn't have expected me to do. No, I wouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. The reason I would do that, if I'm being bluntly honest, is because there is that complexity to it. The thing is, compared to other wheat beers as well, it's not that strong. So although, no, So if I'm honest, like, if I was going to pick a wheat beer, that's probably one of the ones I would pick if I really wanted one. I would never do that, Chris. Well, just just to throw a spanner in the works, I've bought another wheat beer for you to try at some point as well. Oh, so. oh that's going to be... Oh, I hate you. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, so, so that would be the thing. I would then probably say... Slippery when wet, okay, because it was really good. Far more complexity, like you say, to the Erdinger, so I would definitely put that up there. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those where those fruit tones definitely come through, and it's one of those that builds up in terms of layers as well. Like, the more you drink it, definitely starts tasting a lot better. And then, finally, which I'm sure you're definitely not going to be picking, the uh, Brewdog Clockwork Tangerine Session oh, IPA. With the exception to the Red Stripe and the Erdinger, I call that. You call that, yeah. I knew that that's what Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. The thing is, I'm a fan of IPAs. That is incredibly hoppy. I really like the aftertaste. It's one of those where you get really good flavour to start with, but I like that lingering aftertaste. I like something to say that, you know, it's been there. The reason I would pick an IPA over over a lager is because of that very fact. I I do like that hoppy taste. So for me, that that would always be, of all of these type of beers, the one I'd go for. So that that will always be on top for me. So So for me, Clockwork Tangerine is the bottom. (laughs) <laughs> because the, saw that coming <laughs> the, like a mile off um, basically the although you sm- you really smell the orange I just couldn't pick any of it up that bitterness for me overpowered every other flavour that it had and for me I, I just could not get on with it I was 
To be honest, I was quite disappointed because obviously I've had good reviews from people yeah. previous, so I thought actually that's going to be quite I, good. Actually, those people, by the way, Alex from Warwickshire, yeah, really intelligent people. Really, they yeah. know good yeah. beers. Genuinely, that these, is a great these people beer. know their stuff. Generally, and yeah. know what I like. So. Um, I've got to be honest, for me, that was a massive letdown. I would never say you would like that because I know you don't like IPAs and it's incredibly hoppy. I've had an IPA that I really like. Actually, I've had two. I bet, you, I bet you they're not that hoppy, though, in terms of the grand scheme of things. You're going to say they are. No. It, yeah. Like one was a white IPA, which I've never heard of. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay, okay. carry on. Carry on. That means something different. Carry on. <laughs> carry on. That's fine. Okay, so in third place, what would you reckon I'll go for? Uh, third place, I would say you've probably put the red stripe. Uh, I'm actually going to go... You're just trying to be different. Whatever I say, you... No, I'd already picked this in my Okay, head. that's fine. So I'm actually not going to go for a third place. I'm actually going to put Red Stripe and Erdinger joint second. Okay. The reason being, I think for something different, the Erdinger was nice enough that, you know, different flavours, get you exploring a bit more, but again, you won't want to have massive quantities of. Red Stripe, less complexity, but... It is one you could have, like you know, all day barbecue drinking. Yeah, it's that type of beer. Uh, and for me, actually, the slippery when wet, which I was quite surprised at, is going to be my number one. Okay. Um, initially, when I say when I saw the Wexford Coast, I did think hmm, it's probably not going to be the one I actually enjoyed. But I think the balance of it was nice enough that there was no particularly overpowering flavour. Yeah. Um, the bitterness, there is a bitterness there, but again, it's not overpowering and it's not completely bombarding my palate. So, for me, actually, the slippery one. Also, I think I think the reason that was my second place it is that kind of variety of it is in Morris. I've, I've never tried a beer quite like it in the grand scheme of things. Like it yeah, definitely very tastes distinct, which I think is a really good thing. But it's, it's different, but like, different like, good. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's different weird. And then there's yeah. different good. Like I say, I, it's I actually, only because of the fact there was an IPA on the table that that was always going to be first for me. But I think... Generally, my... And that's like, going last. Yeah, exactly. So I'll be interested to see if they do an IPA, to be fair. Like, if they if they did an IPA version, that would be... Like, in terms of what the second beer is, uh, that I think, might potentially fact, go up with them. All the beers like that. that have been produced at the moment, I believe, are completely different from each other. They're individual entities. Okay, so that might... So okay. things might come later on, but again... Brand new brewery. It's it's very early doors, so I think all we can say is definitely try out three taps brewery and have a look at them. Yeah, um, yeah keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're based in nice. South Birmingham, so it's probably going to be more local craft places that you'll see their beer. Uh, yeah, more regularly. But yeah, if you see Slip and Wet, definitely check it out. Uh, thank you very much, people. Um, obviously, we know it's slightly different uh, setup to normal, and unfortunately, I think this is probably going to become our normal now. So, a bit more varied, a bit more different. Yeah, Many while I, I all this craziness is going on and they've all kind of worked from there as per usual if you do have anything you want to recommend to us if there's um, you know anything you want us to talk about let us know we've got website beerandbands.com uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram you can contact us on any of these formats and I will look at them James won't care I mean I'll look at a few of them I mean <laughs> if, if they're good posts I'll look at them so well, two minutes before the next episode yeah pretty much uh, but I, I think the important thing is right with this whole self-isolation thing it's like we're going to try and keep as much of the content coming as possible yes and we're going to definitely try and get as many episodes out there um, and the idea is if you are listening to them like just tell us what you like what you don't like and then we can kind of 
feed that back in like i said before like that's really all that matters for us is that we can kind of not just do content for the sake of content but content that you actually yeah. want to listen to yeah right? we, so, we, we um, want to kind of build it as a community so if there's anything that you want us to talk about or anything you want us to feature by all means get in contact yeah. with us if you are enjoying it please feel free to share the post as well so you know get more people into it again we can build it and actually have much more fun with stuff yeah. so yeah thank you very much people and we'll see you soon see you soon